Hello, hello. This is Wickly Bewitching. This podcast is a bit magical, but to be honest, we live in the real fucking world. And being a witch isn't like being in some wizarding school where we get sorted out by a hat and we have four different categories that we can end up in. Life is complicated. It isn't black or white. It's a majestic, colorful arrangement of variations and different shades. Fuck, there's even chartreuse in this mix. Why limit ourselves to a small palette to color with? So on this podcast, I talk about life. Because magic is about embracing all aspects of life. It isn't just about spell working or making sure you have the right tools or gifts. It's it's literally embracing all of the wonder, splendor, bullshit, ups and downs, ebbs and flows, and sometimes the hard truths of it just feels like we're just not getting a break. It's about everything around us. So instead of having a podcast that just talks about beautiful, majestic things that are out of your reach, and if only you do these five simple steps, you can achieve a perfect, blissful life. Because we're human, we complicate shit, we're dumb sometimes, and we make mistakes. But in those mistakes, we get messy, we take chances, and our lives become more ever enthralling and unfolding and mystical and that's where the magic lies in the bullshitted moments the moments that we slip and fall and we're covered in dirt and mud and we have a scraped knee it's in the getting up every single time that's what enlightenment's about that is the journey of the fool so if you're into the real fucking world no bullshitted crap then this is the podcast for you. And if you want me to fluff up some fairy tales and blow some smoke up your... Well, we're not going to say that here. Then this isn't the fucking podcast for you. My name is Lady L and I'm a fat, sassy spiritualist. And thank you. Now let's get into this wickedly bewitching world. Ooh, bitch, I have been waiting to fucking do this for a long fucking time, but every part of me wanted to fucking hold back because I did not want to offend anybody. Now I don't give a fuck. I got zero fucks to give. Zero fucks to give. Now you'd be me wondering, Lady L, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I want to talk to you about what it is I actually want to do in this world and why it has taken me so fucking long to even share it and express it. I don't even care if anybody listens to this or not. Really, ultimately, at the end of the day, I guess this podcast is for myself. So if you're enjoying this ride, well, then buckle up, motherfucker. We're about to get fucking wild. And yes, if you do not like the fact that I swear that maybe we are not aligned in the same location, centering space, because fuck, I hold myself back. I hold myself back from the very fucking thing that I put in my goddamn name. I am fat. I can't hold it back. I can't hide myself. There's no way I can fucking fit in a size two. Oh my God. Could you imagine that? I would be fucking Hulk. I will break through that shit. But I've been holding myself back, not on the spiritual side, but on the complete fucking sassy side. Because this year I vowed to myself, I was like, I am going to embrace that Ariesness. And if fucking people don't like it, then they can bite my ass about it. And you know what? Excuse me. I burped. Uh, but you know what? I did hold myself back. 
if I can hold myself back. And you know what? I think it's like absolutely ridiculous. So this is my sign. If you're looking for a sign where you're holding yourself back, then this sign is it, bitch. It has smacked you up in the ass and you are fucking like, there is no way you can afford it. The sign is so huge that Las Vegas can see it over top of their fucking shiny, bright lighted freaking walkway. Okay. This sign is so fucking huge. That it is literally giving a cue for all aliens who are floating around this cosmo going in. Ooh, I see a sign. There it is. Bitch, someone better align. Well, listen, I have spent most of my life, and by most of my life, I have literally spent since the moment I had saw Oprah Winfrey grace her beautiful presence across that gorgeous, shiny screen. I heard her talk for the very first time and was like, whoa. This woman is going to change lives. I love the fact that she got so fucking defiant that when she did an episode on sexual violence, she actually started to talk about her own sexual violence. In that act alone, she almost lost her position as being Oprah Winfrey because they were worried that they were, that, that people were going to be upset by this, that this was like very taboo, like, oh, tongue in cheek, do not do this, do not do this. Oh my goodness. But instead, so many people wrote in, oh my goodness, it's so nice to see that other people are having these talks. I, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. And it just grew like wildfire. She would have several talks and conversations about things that people were uncomfortable to talk about on a public platform. And yet, however, she did it regardless because we needed to hear it. I remember seeing a talk where it was about parents, particularly, it was just women. Let's just be honest. It was women. It was mothers. And they were talking about how I love my kid to the bits and pieces, but I fucking hate being a mom and all the problems and strenuous issues and the situations in regard to being a mom, because let's just fucking face it. Being a mom fucking sucks. I love my child to every fiber of my being. I will cut you motherfucking up if you even remotely harm my child or even have tangible thoughts about hurting my child. However, I am touched and tapped out by the end of the day. And by the end of the day, I usually mean about 3 p.m. I've been touched. I have had no personal space. I am just completely tapped out. I have had so much come up in my own healing of trauma while having my child that sometimes I feel like I am the worst parent because I will have a moment where I'm like, oh my God, this is literally trauma talking. I am literally freaking out because of that. Holy crap, I suck as a parent. And not only do I have that, but I present as a woman. So people assume I'm a mother. And so they, they will come up to me. And that is always the first impression. They always talk to me like I am only a mother. Somehow I fucking lost my Lady L name. And now I am a fucking just a mother. Like I have no other fucking identity. I am not a mother to you, so do not talk to me that I am your mother. Like, go fuck off. The only person that I am a mother to is my child. And unless you are my child, peace off. Oprah Winfrey opened up that platform of finally having conversations about that. And there's been so many steps along the way when it came to Oprah Winfrey that people were like, ooh, producers were like, I don't know if this is going to work. And time and time again, she proved them wrong. Why? Because these are conversations. These are things that we need to talk about in the world that we're not sharing the information about. And these things need to constantly talked about. Now, how have I found that she kind of like 
isn't so tongue-in-cheek like she used to be. Definitely, I do find some of her stuff has watered down over the years, but I mean, she's in a different place in her life, so things are going to reflect that and accordingly. Now, do I still want to be on Oprah Winfrey's couch? Absolutely, 100%. So when I went through 20-plus years of abuse and all sorts of forms of abuse and varying ranges and varying different people. And I'm not going into detail because it's none of your fucking business. It's only the business of myself and between me and the universe and those who have been the abusers. So I went through a large amount of abuse for a long period of time. And I have CPTSD. I used to say I suffer from it or I was trying to heal myself from it, but it's a part of who I am. My brain has been rewired because of the trauma and there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is hold space for that. But you know what? Fucking trauma is trauma and it wasn't fucking cool and it will never be cool. But I can change myself and the sense of how I am a more aware and creating more awareness. And so I would tell myself from a very young age when the second like Oprah Winfrey's gorgeousness had graced her fucking the my fucking TV, I told myself one day, I'm going to have a story that Oprah Winfrey will have me on her couch. One day, I'm going to have a story. Oh, man, get tears, man. One day, I'm going to have a story where Oprah Winfrey will be like, and how did you heal yourself and others through your trauma and through your pain? What did you do that was so impactful in this world? And so I kept working at it. I would work on myself. I would work on my way I interacted with people. I would work on my belief systems. I would work on so much stuff. And eventually I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it because I don't have a big enough story. I haven't changed a million people's lives. I haven't, I don't know if I changed a thousand people's lives. I don't do surveys. I would change your life today. Take my survey. Let's find out. Give me the comments. What have I done? I have impacted people's lives. I've saved people's lives from, you know, unaliving themselves. I've had these moments where, like, I honestly did not know about it until later, later on. And it wasn't even me. They were sharing it with other people. And I heard it from other people. And I was just blown away. I've had these, like, moments. But still, it wasn't, like, thousands or millions of people. Not enough to get on Oprah Winfrey's couch. And I finally, like, got really stressed out because I was like, what if I never make it to Oprah Winfrey's couch? And then I realized, I'm like, who the fuck cares if I don't make it to Oprah Winfrey's couch? I'm going to make it to my couch. I will do my own little talk, my own little conversations, and I will share whatever information and knowledge. But you know what's really honest and truthful about this is, is that I only share about, like, I'd say 1% to 2% of the information I actually know. Like, I don't share as much as I would really like to share. Because... In the spiritual world, there's a lot of like, well, if you share too much, if you share too much, if you share too much, there's always like a problematic situation. Or like, if you share too much, you can't do this. And, da, 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 da. and I'm going to be honest, like, I am not like some of these spiritual people and these TED Talky people who are like ranking on the dough. Like, you know, they're like, how to make a million dollars? I'm like a fucking millionaire. I'm living in a mansion. I live in a shack lack okay? Money ain't rolling in. I am like, not in that sense yet. Although I don't think I'll ever live in a mansion. I just want to live comfortably where I don't have to worry about bills as much as I do now. And like, I don't want to live pay to check to paycheck. And I don't want to live in that scarcity world. So I'm doing some healing in the back door, in the back way of doing some healing to change some of my mindset around that. And that's what I'm doing recently, you know, for the next 30 days. So like for me, like, and that is not my forum. I'm not here to teach people how to get rich quick because I don't find that, that any of that shit, it works. I think that, you know, that doesn't work. Do I think that the universe has an infinite amount of money and abundance? Absolutely. They have the biggest bank in the world because they create the bank. Okay. But that's not what I'm here for. 
And I started to lose sight of that because I started to compare myself to other spiritual people and other witches who are very well known. And they would always talk about all these things. But I was like, bitch, I've been a fucking witch and a practicing witch for over 20 years. I have been doing this shit for such a long time. I come from a long line of spiritual healers and a long line of psychic mediums and people who have unbelievably amazing, talented people. I come from my great, my, my Oma lived during World War II. I carry that trauma. I carry the trauma of World War II on both sides of my family. I have one who fought in it on the opposite side of Germany, and I have ones that were in Germany during it. I mean, they saw some atrocities, and that carries into my body and into my system. And so, like, when I think about it and I look back on all this stuff, like, I'm carrying a lot of wounds and a lot of trauma from my family lineage. And then on top of that, to mount it up with mine, I mean, fuck. Most people who have gone through a lot of the stuff that I have gone through do not end up where they where I am. I have never been an addict. I have never had any I wanting to escape. And why was that? Because Oprah Winfrey. I'm not going to lie. Because I was like, if I do this, I will not end up on Oprah Winfrey's couch. And by God fucking golly, we are going to be BFS. Well, maybe not. <laughs> but I was like, I want to go on Oprah Winfrey's couch so that I can talk to other people to be able to embrace who they are in all aspects and all facets. I want to inspire people to embrace their fucking weird. I want to connect with other people and other beings. I want to create community. I want to do, you know, collaborations with people. I crave doing collaborations, but I am so scared to reach out to people and be like, do you want to collaborate? I mean, like, that's just me. <laughs> do you want to do something together? Like, I don't know me. But I get so scared. Like, I created this amazing, crazy program. It's called The Coven. I'm going to end up changing the name because I just don't feel like it aligns. But the whole thing is about embracing every aspect and every cycle about our being. Embracing it all. The fucking shadow and the fucking light. All of it together. Because we don't. Because we sit here and we go, we can only feel great, positive feelings. Anything negative that happens, it's my fault. That is trauma. It is not your fault. Those things happen. If somebody dies, it is not your fault, right? If something happens in your house or in your life, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, our housing situation, not so great. I mean, we have like slum lords uh, and they have every intention of evicting us. So like we literally are going to court on the 11th of May. Um, and so like that brings in a lot of stress for me. And I've been holding a lot of that in for the last like while and in huge amounts of panic mode. But like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm so sick and tired of people like that just taking advantage of so many other people because they think that they can profit over other people in the sense of like not being aware of like as a landlord, your duty is to make sure that you have and maintain a safe space, which they do not do. They absolutely do not do. But we're not going to get into it because that's not what the whole point of this thing is. So the thing is, is that I kept looking at my life and the world around me and I looked at other people and I compared it to other people. And I was like, I am not there. I do not have the fancy house. So I can't talk about things. I can't talk about like honoring stuff. But I have worked so hard spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. I've worked hard to get to where I am at in my present moment in time. I've spent over a decade, almost like getting close to two, two decades of doing this work. <clears throat> and it wasn't about healing. Sorry for the cough. It wasn't about like removing this. Like when we deal with fucking trauma, we deal with fucking trauma is absolutely fucking shit. Trauma changes your brain. 
whether it's trauma from experience, like say you have an alcoholic parent, that is trauma. That is going to affect your, your brain. More than likely, you are going to become an alcoholic and you're going to become dependent on alcohol, I guarantee. Uh, or you're going to be a dry alcoholic, which means that you don't consume, but you still maintain the behavior. I grew up around that. So I'm very aware of that as well. And so like when we like have these things, these traumatic experiences, say somebody had passed away, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Trauma is so different for each and every person. And it doesn't mean that one trauma is bigger than the other. They're all the same. And that changes your brain as a whole. This has been proven scientifically, you know, through various platforms and ways of research all across the board, they have discovered that your brain completely changes. It completely works differently. And why? Because neurons create new pathways. And when new pathways are created, it's because there is a new form of information, a new mindset that is placing in, right? And then we have things like RAS, which creates the filtration and the information that comes into our brains, what is filtered out because we get so much information, so many parts per second of information coming in. We need this. Otherwise, we're going to have an overload of our brain right? So neural divergence, their filtration system is quite significantly different than somebody who is non-neurodivergent. And so with that, like we have, we have these things that filter out, but so many places and so many people that I talk to that have dealt with complex PTSD, people who are dealing with like trauma, et cetera, et cetera, they always want to heal it, especially in the spiritual world. They're like, I'm going to heal my trauma and it's going to be gone and I'm going to be different. I'm going to be back to who I was. And that narrative needs to fucking end. It needs to fucking die. It needs to be put into a ground. We need to have a fucking funeral and we need to let it go because it would never happen. You will never be back to the person who you were. What we can do is what we can love ourselves, love our brains that have now been rewired to trauma. We don't have to fucking love trauma because fucking trauma is fucking shit and you shouldn't love it. Don't cuddle it at night. But we can't undo the events that had happened to us. We can't go back in time unless you go a fucking time machine, man, or woman, person, being. You can go back in time, but I'll fucking see it happening. You fucking change cataclysmic events. You could change your life to being somewhere where you don't want it to be. So don't, please, if you have a time machine, please don't. Please don't go back in time. Don't fuck up the shit, okay? The world's already pretty fucking wild, all right? Don't be, don't, don't make it worse. So like we have these moments in time where we have, you know, these traumatic aspects and experiences. So what we can do is we can create a container to hold it, to love ourselves and to love ourselves because we've made decisions based on those traumatic experiences. I love you. You didn't know what you were doing because you didn't have the tools then at that time. You have the tools now, so you are very aware of what you're doing. And I'm not going to continue that, but I love you for who you were in that moment. Did I make bad decisions as a child? Oh my God, Lord, yes. Did I make bad decisions when I was a teenager? Oh my God, Lord, yes. Did I do in my 20s, my 30s? Oh my God, yes. Have I hit 40s? No. No, I don't think I'll ever hit 40. No, I'm just joking. But like, I have made decisions that were considered to be bad. But at the time, they were the best decisions I could possibly make with the amount of information I had and the amount of understanding that I had. And that, you know, because of that, you know, I have maybe, you know, would have had a different turn of events if I had done it differently. But I could have also missed out on a lot of things too. I am a human. And just like when we see toddlers and young children, right? Every step of the way they are fucking learning. 
They're learning how to walk. And in order to learn how to walk, they have to fall quite a bit in order to get back up. So we need to have these like moments of we're like, ooh, that did not work. I'm not a fan of Thomas Edison. I think he's a wanker. I think he's a shit nugget. But anyways, Thomas Edison made a great quote that he learned a hundred different ways on how not to do a light bulb until he finally came up with how to do a light bulb. Now, did he steal the idea from Nikola's Tessa? One could never know, but probably. Anyways, I have a little bit of a not liking him because poor Nikola's Tessa, he died poor and he was an immigrant and he... He was a brilliant being. Anyways, look into it. Super fascinating. And it might make you not like Thomas Edison so well. Uh, but the whole point is, is that we have many different ways of not how, learning how not to do something. That's why I take what Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus says. Take chances. Make mistakes. Get messy. And that is how we are supposed to learn. It is totally, completely okay to take those chances, to make those mistakes, and to utterly get completely messy because it's the only way humans learn. Literally. We do not learn from fucking perfection. We learn from the messy fucking mistakes that we fucking made. And that is why I think it's so utterly important to have circles and create spaces and communities and covens and, and have places where we can open up that platform and talk about the cyclical energy. We can talk about all aspects of it. We need to plant our intentions. We need to also play without purpose. We also need to do the hard work in order to be able to harvest that which we have planted. And then we need to rest our whole being on all platforms so that we're able to be able to get up and do it again. Whether this cyclical energy happens within a day, whether the cyclical energy happens throughout the year, week, it is literally written in every aspect of science. It is written all over in nature. We're constantly remember, reminded, you know, through our seasons, we're reminded through the moon cycles. We are reminded even in characteristics and behaviors of any type of animal. They all go through these things. And yet us humans will bypass playing. Us humans will want to just skip from planting and go right into harvesting. There has not been anything that has grown. Plants do not grow in a matter of seconds. So we must wait. And what shall we do when we wait? We tend to. We nourish. We give life to. And then we enjoy as well. Hence, that's why summer is so enjoyable, so sunny, so bright, so full of life and love. It is not full of dark, damp energy. It's not fucking fall, okay? All right? We're, we can't just have spring and fall. There, there needs to be, you know, winter time. Animals and plants and us, we all need to rest. We need to pull that energy back into our core in order to be rest. That is why I created the coven, because I want us to embrace all parts of us. And when we are whole, when we actually embrace all the ushi-gushi parts of us, when we look at where the shame is, where do we feel like if we expose this brilliance of our uniqueness or weirdness, where is it that if we feel like if we expose it, the rest of the world will cut us off? And then dig deep into that. What would it be like to actually embrace that parts of ourselves? I have seen people who have come out of the closet and the LGBTQ plus two-spirited community. And the second that they do, the second they step out, 
even though the response may be negative, they may feel absolutely, utterly uncomfortable in doing so. There is this release as if 2,000 pounds of weight has physically been released off of their physical being. And they are able to finally take a deep breath, a deep fucking sigh and be themselves. And I see them navigating for the next couple of years until they finally find their footing of who they are and their identity. We see this in the trans community because gender is a social a social spectrum. It, it, it's, it's just a social construct. That's what it is. Gender is a social construct. And when people are like, listen, like, I just don't, this is where I fit. The release is so profound. I've seen this with two people who told me that their gender was not what they were born and assigned to. And the change in them was just like, I cried because I was like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Yes, I knew something was holding you back. Yes, I always saw you that. I never, honestly, never envisioned you being the other. Wow, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I felt so honored to be able to share that space with them. But we have to start embracing that parts of us. Being neurodivergent, yeah, we're not going to be and do the things that the rest of the world wants us to do because our brains are not fucking wired for that. And when we embrace that and when we start doing things that actually make our life completely and significantly more comfortable, oh my goodness, have you seen neurodivergent people explode? They're like, oh my goodness, now I have moments where like, after my hyperfixation, I actually like have my like potato moments. And when I'm honoring the potato moments, my explosive moments are even more profound and more magical and more amazing. We see this in the spiritual world. A lot of people doing readings one after another, after another, after another, and then they become completely fucking depleted because they haven't taken the time to eat chocolate to bring their soul back into this place and this plane. They haven't taken the time for resting afterwards where they are isolated from any sound or anything. And then they're in a the dark, cool space. They don't do any of these things. And because they don't, they end up getting more negative and more negative and more negative. And the world feels more heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. I have been through all of that. I don't want people to be like that anymore. If we are stepping into our authentic selves, we are authentically aligned with who we are who we identify as, the world would not be as tumultuous and as violent as it is because violence is all about being uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable to accept who you are because you are feeling shame. You're feeling shame that another sex may actually be more intelligent than you. Unpack that shit. What is it that you're holding yourself back? When we try to control other people in other settings, we're trying to control them because we have no control in our own lives. So we go external first before we go internal. They're only doing it because they want to control other people's lives because they have no control within their own lives. There's something that they're not unpacking and they're avoiding in the name of religion or the God or whatever the case may be, right? And so like, it just like boggles my fucking mind. And when I was talking about this to somebody, they were like, I can't live in your utopic world. Well, that person had such a big stick up their ass. They have completely were not themselves. They wanted to become a tarot reader because they thought tarot readers were rolling in the fat dough. I don't know many that are very rare to become famous. I have even done readings for people who are quite famous. And even I am not rolling in the fat fucking dough. I know other readers who are also psychic readers who have read for famous people. 
And they are not on a TV show. And they are fucking amazing and profound beings. We rarely get to that point in stage in our life. But in their mind, they thought reading tarot was going to save their house, save their life, save everything. That was a fucking lie that they told themselves. They weren't aligned because they actually weren't connected in with it. It was not something that they wanted to connect in with. It was something that they looked at through greed. They were completely uncomfortable because what they thought was their identity, they ended up losing that identity. And in that loss, they got confused along the way and they refused to accept who they are. They refused to accept their uniqueness, their weirdness, any aspect that would make them different. They absolutely refused with like teeth, nail, like totally like refusing. I've never seen anybody so resistant to being who they are. And what ended up happening? A big, huge explosion, a big angerment, uh, a lot of not kind words were spoken towards other people around them in a supportive group that wanted to give them love and give them the space so that they can navigate their life. Violence is a byproduct of when we are uncomfortable in our own being and when we take it out externally as we're trying to control other people's narratives to fit into something that we already don't feel comfortable in and don't fit in. It is not utopic when I speak these things. It is honestly the truth. And when this person told me I was speaking of utopia, I wanted to laugh. Wanting the world to give out love and me in the frequency of love is not utopia. It is what we are meant to do as humans. We are meant to be in communities. We are meant to support one another. It is the patriarchy and many different aspects throughout history that has literally segregated us from creating human uh, communities. Promoting more of the idealism that we must only take care of ourselves because only us can know about ourselves. The more we light up, the more we are authentically aligned with ourselves, the more other people light up. When we light up, we shine a beacon for other people who are similar to us. How many different types of people go, oh my goodness, it felt so nice to be seen in a cinematic world. There are so many people that in their speeches they gave, they talked about how important it was that they won these awards because somebody else is looking to be seen because they were looking to be seen as well. I know that when I saw Lizzo, it super inspired me because when she was twerking, I was like, fat people can twerk too. Fat people can wear bathing suits. Fat people can actually be who they are. And it inspired me to wear a bathing suit that did not fit and have a photo shoot. It inspired me. I think it's so crucial for right now for us to be authentically for, like, authentically ourselves. But I think it's even more important for us to stand up as well. Because the world is tumultuous. It's dangerous right now. It's dangerous to be yourself. Which means that the more of us that shine our motherfucking beacon light, the more of us that become ourselves unapologetically so, the more we can come together as a community. We can't fight anything when we are separate. And instead of fighting it, why don't we put out love in the universe? Why don't we do love in our action? I don't have to agree with you. I can be mad as fucking hell and I can still stand up for myself, but I can do it from a place of love instead of fear, instead of scarcity, instead of violence, instead of trying to control the narrative. 
Everybody deserves to exist in life. And I think it's really ridiculous when we start persecuting others and removing people as a whole because they just don't align with our belief system that we already don't feel comfortable with. We're, like I said, we are not trying to take over people's lives when the narrative doesn't fit with ourselves. When you have to have control and you invoke that control with violence, it means that you're uncomfortable with yourself. Embracing your weird is crucial and vital. Embracing your cyclical energy, not just focusing on two aspects and becoming a complete whole motherfucking person. Every aspect, every part of us needs these things. So I may not be on Oprah Winfrey's couch. I may not have a thousand people following. I may not be, you know, the voice in the world. And maybe this will only get three listens, whatever the case may be. If you feel like somebody needs to hear this, then I strongly suggest you sending it because I'm putting it out there because my heart has said, fuck this shit and being quiet. Fuck this shit and holding yourself back because somebody somewhere is looking for you to light up. And even if I only end up saving four people in my life, that's fine. I've done what I needed to do because maybe those four people are going to invoke the biggest change in the world. Maybe they will be the next Oprah Winfrey. Who knows? Maybe they will end up creating a child or supporting somebody in their community that needed the support to get enough courage to voice out who they are to invoke massive change. We're in the age of Aquarius, which is both masculine and feminine. And if we do not honor all of our parts and all of our sides, this is going to be a very difficult, difficult road for everyone, not just the conservative Christians trying to voice their narrative and change the system. And by changing the system, they've already done enough damage. We already see enough people who have become unalived because of their actions throughout history. We can put it all down to millions of people because somebody else doesn't fit into somebody else's religious viewpoints. When we embrace our weird, when we embrace who we are, then it opens up the whole world. Besides, didn't God make us in the eye of him? So that means that all of us were created in a version of him. Or wait, was it the goddess who created us? Because we are unique cosmic beings who are able to experience earthly experiences, emotions, pleasure, everything. So, will I get on Oprah Winfrey's couch? Who the fuck knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> Will I change a thousand people's lives? Who the fuck knows? Stay tuned. Will I make an impact on a million people? Oh, that would be fucking awesome. Who the fuck knows? Stay tuned. But if you want to join me on my wild ride, that will be like all over the place because I'm neurodivergent because squirrel, shiny things. You can always follow me on Instagram at fat.sassy.sarahspiritualist or you can just stay tuned here on Wickly Bewitching Podcast a podcast that is just going to be wild and honest and truthful and not a whole lot of bullshit because I just can't. I just don't have that in me. Anyways, I hope your world is magical and amazing. And I hope you embrace your fucking weird because this is a sign for you to embrace who you fucking truly are. Stop hiding yourself. You need to shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> you need to shine and stand out with your own uniqueness in this world. We shouldn't all be the same. 
It's not a fucking cookie cutter. I'm not goddamn cookies. I'm not a gingerbread man. Anyways, much love, and I hope you have a wonderful day.